Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things. But when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Yay. Okay. We premiered our new intro. So if you're new to the program, welcome. Welcome to the Awakenings community of those that are awake, living awake, that are woke, that are following their soul's path and their soul's purpose. Um, Great to connect with all of you here. If you're new to the program, I'm the host, Michelle Mache. And um, if you're an oldie but a goodie, it's always good to connect with you. That is our new, we have a new uh, intro um, and a new outro, and I really, really, really want to thank everyone that contributed. Um, I also really want to give a shout out to Daniel uh, White, who did the um, editing and some of the voiceover as well. Um, She's also known as Diva Danielle. She's an amazing, amazing uh, DJ and editor and um, meditation teacher and facilitator, works a lot with children as um, little four- and five-year-olds as well, So, uh, and a good friend. So really appreciate everything that she did bringing it all together. And, of course, we have some of you might recognize the voices, Walter, Emily, Danielle was in there, Queen, Evelyn. And for the outro, uh, when you hear the outro at the end of the program, Melissa um, Hagebuck, did the music for that uh, with her song called Woke. So really excited. You guys, it brings tears to my heart. It just brings tears. When I first listened, and even now I'm getting teary. Oh, my God, I might cry. (laughs) It's just, oh, my God. Oh, I'm getting teary. (laughs) It just what everybody contributed, and I know a lot of people, you know, wanted to. We got the, you know, the edits done, and I know some people think, oh, you know, I don't, can't you know I don't have the voice or I can't do it I really wanted this in fact I I came out of my meditation one day and we've been uh, Danielle's been helping me work on um, other just personal um, promo pieces and things that go to different you know radio and tv shows or or if I'm going to do talks or things like that just um information about you know kind of what I do and ever but she puts it together in such an amazingly creative way that um, just makes me cry I mean when she did the first uh, promos for my um, for the tv work that I do I just started crying (laughs) just you could feel the energy right you could but it's the collective it's all of you and so one day I come out of meditation and we were supposed to do these promos, and I love the promo that we had before that a wonderful actress, um, client, 
also a woman that had taken my meditation course and metaphysical courses at Agape Spiritual Center, Julia Decker, did an amazing, um, creative, very professional job with our first promo, our intro, intro and outro. But of course, my website, a lot has changed, a lot of growth. And when I came out of my meditation, this was, this was last year sometime, and I just heard these voices talking about living awake and being awake and what awakenings is to them. Awakenings is podcast. What is it to them? But also what is living awake to them? What does their soul path mean to them? You know, what does their life mean? How they made changes, whether with me or someone else or on their own or divinely guided, however. And I just could hear that. And I thought this is what people coming to the program have to hear, that it's about them. It's about each person individually. It's about how we come together collectively. And when I say community, I don't mean it like in a culty sense. I mean the community of various soul tribes and humanity. You know, it's really kind of Aquarian energy, you know, that having that dedication to live more fulfilled and to give back and to help others. So anyway, I'm so excited for it. And each and every one of you that contributed, and I have to get the guest name that talked about this the homeless man that had a soul. But uh, for those of you, Walter, Emily, Danielle, Queen, Evelyn, Melissa, thank you so, so much. Um, I don't think I missed anyone there. I really just appreciate you taking the time. And it's so beautiful. And I feel it so reflects the show because I've never just thought of this as like a show, radio show. It's like coming together with family and my growth. I talked about this on one of my YouTube videos. I mentioned how, with my podcast, it's not only about the listeners or callers, you know, they're growing, or my clients even growing, or people that do my workshops and seminars. It's not necessarily about just their growth. It's also about my own growth and unfolding. So that's to me what keeps life extra sparkly is that we're always growing and we're learning from each other. And Tamara is saying in the chat, you've had a pulse on the collective for years. The new intro so reflects that. <gasps> Thank you, Tamara. I feel so. I mean, I love, I, you know, I got to tell you, I listen to it over and over, and I just, it just brings tears to my eyes, the feeling, the energy in that promo or intro. Well, we're actually using it for a promo for something um, to be shared later. Uh, but, yeah, you can just feel the energy. And everybody, I feel everyone that's on that, on that intro and the outro, when you hear the outro at the end of the program, it just reflects everyone. You know, it just reflects so much. Even if it's not just in the words, everyone's, the, what people have been going through or go through in this life, or the energetic journey of it all. It's the energy representing what everyone goes through. So, uh, woof, woof radio, I'm about a raindrop in the ocean of consciousness. Yes. Yeah, we're all these drops that come together, right? Okay, so if you're new to Awakenings, uh, welcome. And if you'd like to be in the chat and just listen and hang out, that's great. If you want to ask questions or interact in the chat, you need to register with Blog Talk Radio, BTR, and you'll get a profile name, et cetera, and then you can uh, interact and ask questions from the chat. Otherwise, if you'd like to call in and listen, that's great. And if you have a question or a comment or you'd like a reading, 
That number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. Please press 1 on your keypad. That lets me know that you want to get um, on air, okay? I do have coming up, um, let's see, and Walter had emailed me about this and reminded me. Uh, Saturday, February 23rd, it's right in the energy of the full moon. We've got, we've got such hallelujah. I love the energy shift. I love the energy shift that's happening right now. I'm human. I, I have my likes and dislikes. <laughs> I like it easier. What can I say? Uh, anyway, this February 23rd, which is a Saturday, I will be doing a teleworkshop. I'm bringing the teleworkshop back on connecting to your higher self, opening to channel, and as well as opening to work with your guides. So that's going to be a foundational. Um, I will have a series that's coming up to support people coming up in March. I listen. I really, you know, I do the workshops that people want to do. And people email me, you know, they direct message me and say, will you do this or that? And whichever one has the most juju, juice. I will be bringing Liberate and High Vibe. I will be bringing that deeper, releasing the sacred, you know, connecting to the sacred wounding and healing that and the, the beliefs, liberating from that and, you know, uh, releasing the contracts, soul contracts. So that I will, that's probably March or April, but for sure, February 23rd, if you're interested in that, email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. I'll get the, inf- make sure you get the info. And that will be working with your own intuition and psychic ability and opening to channel. Um, You'll be channeling the first session. Everybody does. Just how it goes. I can do nice energetic transmission uh, as well. So that helps. And then, like I said, upcoming, there are, if you're interested in the upcoming workshops, whether it's Liberate Your Life or High Vibes, which is really deep inner work, to actually get rid and totally heal that core, I got to tell you that core wounding. I've, after many years of focusing on this kind of work since the mid '90s, and I, I love my five-step emotional clearing process that is still, you know, not only very valid but life-changing. However, you know, we always are growing and updating. I was able finally to get it to one core wounding, to the core wounding and belief. And Liberate works on completely releasing and letting go of that. Um, Yeah, so if you're interested in that or the tarot workshops or the intuition workshops, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll make sure that you get the info. Also, hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook. We have a great, the Awakenings, I love the Awakenings Facebook group. I mean, not only insights and inspiration, but people share about what they're going through on the path. And, you know, people will comment and give suggestions. And it's, I feel it's just very empowering. You know, I never know what I'm going to see when I go there. And it's so nice. Um, and it's not about promotion. It's not a promotionally uh, group. Some of these groups or pages are a lot about promoting their stuff. I don't even think we post about the show. It's really about the individual people, uh, and if it's not, stuff gets deleted. It's not. It's, it's really, you know, you post what you like and you share, but it's really a place to share your art. What are you doing, your creativity, your art, and why are you doing your, this art, or why are you starting a podcast or a blog or, 
you know, what's motivating you? It's really about, you know, a sharing, I guess is the best way uh, to put it. It's all about the sharing. So uh, connect with me there, Instagram, YouTube. I've uploaded um, video, two videos, uh, sign specific. So there's a timestamp in the description. So you, can, you don't have to hear my talk. Some people like to hear my channeling and my talks. If you don't, just click on the link, and you'll go right to your sign for the information, uh, for the ch- channeled information um, from the – over souls and the spiritual hierarchy, as well as what the tarot is coming through and what's coming through psychically. Those were really fun um, to do this month. So I will be continuing that. But anyway, you can connect there, and there's more insight and information there, and it gives you some direction as well. And again, for anything awakenings, whether guest suggestions, topic suggestions, email questions, email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Please don't, guests that want to be on, tell your publicists and your publishers not to email me. Um, I've been very kind to forward them, but I'm going to start <laughs> just deleting. I Because I get enough emails as it is, and then when I have publicists and publishers email me on top of that with press releases and book releases, it's, it gets just a little, a wee bit overwhelming. But anyway, it's all good just refining a bit and want to share with everyone kind of what my process is. Also, if you want to do work with me, personal work, you can email me at michelle at soulplayground.life or connect at soulplayground.life. And uh, we'll uh, connect out. Okay, so we have a great guest the second half of the program. You want to stick around for Awakening Dialogue, which will be about uh, 12.45, 12.50 Pacific time. Uh, we have with us Sean Michael Imler, um, who is going to be talking about his book, Living a Sacred Life, The Path to Superconscious Through, oh, to the Superconscious. Let me get that. Living a Sacred Life, The Path to the Superconscious Through Meditation and Spirit Contact. Ooh, looks good. Okay, so you want to stick around for that. Again, if you have a question or a comment, that number is 347-539-5122 and press 1 on your keypad. And if you don't, then I just figure you're at work listening and you don't want to be disturbed. But if you do, press that one. Also want to let you know, um, I did re- a couple months ago, maybe it's only been a month ago, I did this amazing um, yoga, which I'd heard of it before, but had never done this, this limb of yoga, even though I'm, you know, trained as a yoga instructor and, and you know, I don't know how many 30-plus years of meditation, I had never heard of yoga nidra. Very relaxing. I don't know if anybody has heard of it. Let me know if you're on, on the line waiting. But it reminded me of hypnotherapy, and as a trained hypnotherapist, it very much reminded me of that. But it's called yogic sleep. Yoga nidra, it's a systematic set of relaxation techniques that helps induce a deep meditative state. And it's very restorative. Um, it really, I mean, I, I felt all kinds of very, intro, I felt very, very relaxed, but yet very aware, very, like in a wonderful little cocoon. <laughs> um, and then there seems to be some little processes, guide, kind of guided processes anyway. Anyway, um, the same per, uh, dear friend of mine, uh, Daniel White, who's a part of um, 
think it's called Beyond Purpose. I might have gotten it uh, messed up. Anyway, they, uh, it's a group of them are going to Jamaica to do a workshop. Uh, it's called Root to Rise, a meditation to manifestation retreat for women in Treasure Beach, Jamaica. And it's from March 19th to the 24th. And uh, the Yoga Nidra will be a part of it. Apparently, it's to get rooted in your true essence and explore the deep connection to Mother Earth. Okay, and it's five nights six day. Uh, if you're interested, the host is going to be at uh, Villa, Moringa Ngavi. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Villa. And uh, Jesse Brown, Connie Clotworth, Worthy, and Daniel White are hosting it. And a cornerstone of this retreat is the Yoga Nidra. So if you want more information, you can go to lovejessiebrown.com, and that's love. Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, brown.com. Uh, she's also on um, Facebook and Instagram as well. So if that's something that you feel like you want to do, there is some information with plenty of time to plan for that, for a little spring holiday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's practicing being in the meditative state, yes. Oh, so you do know of it, Tamara. I love Yoga Nidra. Oh, you do? You know of it. Ah, yeah, I really, I want to bring it locally to where I live. I believe twice a month, um, I have to get more information from her, that she does do the Yoga Nidra, and I definitely want to make it part of my practice. I just find it was so kind of sound bathy in a way, but yeah, very... It does remind me, I mean, a little bit of the hypnotherapy that I do, the, the trance work, the journey work, to me, but it's all similar. Because to me, hypnotherapy, especially if you've studied and trained in it for, you know, many years, and it's, um, or taken a good course, and then and you mix it with shamanic, you know, it's kind of similar. It's all about connecting into that meditative state. But, yeah, I found it very restoring, and I just found... Um, just amazing practice. So, yeah, if that's something that you're interested in, I do know, again, you can email her, lovejessiebrown.com. Um, again, you can find out where she's doing her classes at. So the retreat is in Jamaica in March. But I do know if you're in the L.A., West L.A., Santa Monica, Venice, Culver City, you know, she's in that area doing uh, classes. Or maybe those of you that perhaps you live out of the state or out of the country, out of the city, you know, those of you, you know, check it out, you know, N-I-D-R-A, Yoga Nidra. Um, yes, Tamara saying, I do Yoga Nidra and Yoga Deep Stretch Yin. It's like a power nap, yes. Denise is saying, hmm, yes, excellent self-care. Yes, I do believe so, excellent self-care. And I find it's very important. One of the things that I've noticed of late, and I've, I've mentioned it to a few clients and a few friends, and I think it's all, I've always kind of noticed this because I, I've always had, even when I was jet-setting around the world, very busy, I always had a very, very strong meditation practice. And, and you know, I have nowhere near the schedule I had at one time. But at one time, if you can imagine, I had a, a weekly talk show. I was modeling and acting. I had a healing practice, so I was seeing, you know, clients, and I was doing workshops and seminars, public speaking. I was doing also charity work. And, of course, with the modeling, I was flying not only, you know, 
um, nationally but internationally. And whatever city I was in, I always I went to did sat, satsang. I always went to my meditation groups, com, you know, community. Again, I would say when I travel, like on a good health food store, good, you know, bookstore, even if ordering stuff online, I, like, I just like the energy of a good particular metaphysical bookstore, a gym, a yoga studio, or a gym that has a yoga studio, a park, someplace in nature, you know, or the beach or whatever. But I really had to have those. And then I had my traveling altar that I brought with me and, of course, my yoga mat. Um, but not necessarily. I mean, I've, I've been practicing yoga since before they had yoga mats, okay? Yoga mats is something quite new. And in, and in India, they did not have yoga mats. You know, so yoga mats, I don't know. What was that starting perhaps in the 90s, mid-90s? So, yeah, I always had this practice of deep contemplation, meditation, to just reflect in and refuel. And I'm just seeing, and I, that's where I feel that yoga nidra can really come in, or even if it's five or ten minutes, just to tune within and connect in. And I'm, I'm noticing kind of this trend of people, it's very the busyness of the distraction. Because, by the way, even going to a yoga class can be a distraction if you're not doing your practice at home, if you're not doing your tune-in, whatever that is for you, that pause, um, that quiet time, you know, what's starting your day and ending your day, and maybe throughout your day if things are, you know, kind of wonky for you. So, yeah, it's really about, and, and traditionally, and some of you have heard me share this, traditionally yoga uh, and meditation, you would get specific yoga asanas or yoga postures that go to what you're going through specifically on your path and mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So it's a, it was really was a remedy or a support. Same with meditation. You would get meditation that suited your, uh, in a way, I guess to use Ayurvedic term, dosha, what was your constitution. Now it's been kind of prefab and mass marketed in a way and kind of is a form of exercise. But really it was to be if you were studying with someone and you would do yoga and meditation with your teacher or guru, which means teacher in Sanskrit, and they would have a small group, not that, and you would, the teacher would see, oh, you're going through this, you need this. You need to do this, you need this book, you need these asanas. So you may not do an hour and a half or two hours. It might be 10 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. And and the asanas that were chosen for you would go to whatever your constitution was and whatever you were going through, whatever would, again, support you. So, yeah, anything that you can do right now, especially with the, the shift in uh, energy, just, we're starting to harness the energy again. It's starting, you know, there's been a lot of start, stop, and there will be a bit more of that. But as Uranus goes into Taurus, as one way to look at astrologically, it brings that cosmic cosmological the energy of the, the awakening the disruption the expansion the awareness more of an awakening you know more of a personal individual awakening and a collective awakening it brings it not just to the individual but it's bringing it into the earth itself and not just to mental awareness or the spiritual realm but also to the body the physical really starts in in, in so that we're embodying these higher frequency energies. Now, I want to, before I get to um, 
just spend a little bit of time on a question that I had come in from a listener and part of the Awakenings community for quite a while. Um, and I've gotten this before, like with illness, and I just feel like it takes a little bit of time to focus on this. Um, and I've talked about this before in regards to perhaps AIDS or cancer or other autoimmune diseases or illnesses or conditions, that sometimes it's really, it's the soul's path. It's also not only what somebody maybe learns from it, but what the people around learn. And some of you know, last year, um, I had a dear, dear, dear client, regular client weekly, and did a lot of my workshops and seminars, had worked in the corporate world and had left the corporate world and had her own art opening uh, from her art work that she'd been doing for many years. And, um, and then somebody on the company online had seen her art and approached her about putting her art onto scarves and um, I believe some type of blouse or something, which she did do. I think it was called Veda. can't remember exactly. Um, just beautiful being. And I know I can share this because she shared this. And some of you know of her. Some of you in the chat know of her and have done work with her or corresponded. And she was really working with the whole idea of opening the heart and really bringing love in. And Unfortunately, it was, I believe, in April, she found out that she had cancer, young lung cancer, and I did see a crossroads. I said July is the turning point, is the crossroads, and we still work together, and I remember at one point, and she was so open about this, she was elated. She said, I'm so happy. I'm so thankful. She said, I now see what you've been trying to share with me or teach me all these years about opening my heart, because she had to be completely, you know, towards the last month of her life, she crossed over in July, mid-July, came to me, actually, I was doing, getting ready to, on a Wednesday, she crossed over, I believe, that Friday, and I went over to her house, which I normally don't have clients' addresses, but for some reason, I could, she kept coming to me all morning, I did the show, she kept coming, kept coming, and I went to her house. She wasn't there. I knocked on doors. I got a hold of the manager of the, the, the um, complex. And he told me she's in the hospital. And I knew she was trying to reach me because she wanted to see me before she crossed over. And her experience was that she felt so much love and she was in that state and could really feel it and take it in. And her family came around her and friends and that was her path. Now, what I want to share, because I know some people I've gotten, and there's a couple people in particular, you know who you are, who have been emailing me, but, you know, over the, over the months, over the years, I get this question a lot. Like, there's a misnomer that if you're less conscious, you, you get sick a lot, or you get cancer, or, you know, or if you die, you get, you know, you're less conscious, or why did this happen to me? Which we all do that. I was saying, why did it happen to me last year? Last year I went, horrible, horrible, horrible you know, heartbreak, heart, you know, I got treated horribly. I'm like, why? You know, we, that's our human. Why me? Why did this happen to me? You know, why me? Or I've done so much good or I've done so much. All I can say is in the land of the soul, in the realm of the soul and spirit, spirit, there is, there's no duality. We look at it, you know, the way of managing ultimately death 
you know, we have injections, we have plastic, everything to control. People think, oh, if I eat this way, I'm not going to get sick. Um, I'm thinking of that guy, what was in the 80s, something fixed, the, the marathoner that ended up uh, having a heart attack. And I think I saw this Bob Harper. Now, the name might not be right. I don't remember. But he was the, the body whatever, the fitness trainer for Oprah and did all these books and he ended up having a heart attack. And then why does somebody that's clearly a lot overweight, maybe obese, it's fine. Or, you know, we've all heard the story of the whiskey drinking, cigarette smoking or cigar person that lives to 108. So I just got to share that there's just, I know we want we want the... Sometimes the salute, sometimes it is something mental, emotional. Sometimes it is what we eat or what we don't eat. Sometimes that's a part of it, and sometimes that's none of it. And I know that's so difficult for people to wrap their mind around, and you get all kinds of people, and that they sell. This is why I don't do that that much. You know, I've, I've had people tell me, well, you know, you'd be more popular, you'd sell more books or this or that if you talked, but I don't care. It's a lie. When people say, you know, all these books that come out or college in this or do this or that. I get it all the time. People look at, oh, my God, you look so amazing. How old, you know, they think I'm, a lot of times people think I'm 20 years younger. 20, for sure 10, but 20 years younger than I am. Yeah, I could say, yes, okay, I drink a lot of water. I do this, I do that. Of course, I don't smoke. You know, yeah, I could say all that. But honestly, my mom was this way too. So some of it is genes. Some of it is there is it's part of the path on a soul level. It's it's your soul experience of why we experience what we experience, but it ha- does not have anything to do with longevity. And I know people like somebody saying in the chat contentment, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. Yes, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. You see, we really, and this is the thing that we're going to understand more as we, uh, as more of the new emerging consciousness is coming through us, as we're living more in the new paradigm. We're going to see that it's much more of a mixed bag, this life. And there's so much that we can do. And, but what I do want to communicate, though, is certain things like illness, you know, it's not punitive. Could there be contributing factors? Yes, sometimes there are, and sometimes there are not. Sometimes it is what your soul has laid out, and there's a certain set of circumstances that come through, you know. But there is no definitive. You know, there can be some... You know, I, I remember like when I it was funny when I was modeling and I was doing, I would do and, and I was at the time too I was doing um, a lot of uh, 10K races and I was very active anyway because I was also a dancer and I just remember one of my friends who was also a model and she would see me go on these fasts. Now my body would do well on fasts. I I did a fast, a, a cleanse. I didn't do a fast, but normally I would do fast. I don't know. Every Monday I would do a fast, just just juice, um, and the or I would do a cleanse. And sometimes I think the longest fast I did was a month. And last year I did do a cleanse. I did like a couple week fast, and then I did do a cleanse for four months, and ended up turning, yeah, for, 
But anyway, so my friend would tell me, oh, my God, if I was like that, I would keep, and she would keep losing weight. And I said, I don't know, I'm like a camel. You know, I, I slim down, but I don't get sickly looking or. So why her, you know what I'm saying? This is what I'm just trying to share. I'm putting out kind of a very surface example. But it's just to show, you know, there's a lot in there. We inherit also our consciousness is not completely our own. I mean, we have on our soul level. But when we incarnate, we are taking on the consciousness through the body of the time period we're incarnating in, to some degree, the the ancestry of the body evolution. Now, consciousness trumps everything. So I feel sometimes when we get, whether it's illness, whether it's, um, you know, condition, a disease, whether it's hardship, I feel that how do we say in the sacredness of it? But you have to go through And I know this as a bereavement counselor and a shaman. In fact, there's information about bereavement and whether it's actual physical body death or transition and change. I'm trained as also a transitional counselor. And so it's the same uh, cycle that we use for loss, for the loss process. Um, We have to be in the humanness of it to grieve to be angry, to be in shock, to hope, to do everything we can, to give up. And maybe something happens where we give up and things turn around in our favor. One of my great, great metaphysical and spiritual healing teachers said early on, healing always happens, but it may not happen in the way that we want. Sometimes healing, especially when I was doing a lot of energy work, um, the bioenergy alignment, I was working a lot with people that had chronic illness or terminal illness and at the time, and that's what he had shared with me, and he said, sometimes it's just the way people cross over. It's more conscious. I hope that gives some insight. I know it seems, you know, it's, it's paradoxical it's kind, it's kind of vague, but if you do find yourself in a situation you have, you have to do, in my estimation, my mind, when I think of things that I've gone through or I've helped people go through or supported, is you have to do whatever you're called to do because that's your path, that's your process. But there is a human element to it. Yes, there's a spiritual, and we could say, oh, it's this reason. You know, people like to give reasons. Oh, you got this or that, or you blocked your heart, or you opened your sixth chakra but not your seventh, and you this and that. Yeah, really? Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it's not the path that the ego would like or understands the little self, that part of us, but it's part of the greater path. And why one person and not another, we're only going to know when we expand in consciousness. We're only going to know, like in perhaps a session, a channeling. And still then that information is coming. It could be very, very accurate, or it could be slightly skewed by the person that is um, delivering the information. But I feel like whatever you're going through, you do need to get the support in a real way, a realistic way that really supports you in the hope, in what you want to do moving forward or what your vision is, but also blended with the reality of the situation, whether it's a chronological reality or the earth plane reality or what is, because reality is changing. So we work with the what is situation but yet around 
with what we would like to have happen. So it's kind of dual fold in that healing. But I really feel, you know, just to wrap up overall, we have to move out of the judgment of it. I mean, that's what we're going to do on a human level. But at some level, I feel we move into that space of I'm not sure why this is happening. You know, we have to because that's the question. Why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? You know, I did this and I did that or I felt this or I felt that. Or we look for reasons to blame ourselves. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there is something that we could have done or should have done or something a doctor told us or this or a nutritionist or a teacher or a spirit, but sometimes not. Sometimes it's just part, it's part of the path and there's something, even though it doesn't look like it, gained by those around us as well as ourselves. So I know that's, I just hope that brings some clarity. My sense is to please just move out of any blame or judgment, but yet know that that comes up. That's that part of the the loss process. That is a big part of the loss process. And that is natural and normal to our humanness, our human condition, to us psychologically, to us mentally and emotionally. So, yes, um, it's, it's, it's something a lot of people don't like to talk about, and a lot of teachers or, you know, therapists obviously do, but you don't, because people have a lot of, it puts them in touch with what we can't control or understand, you know, and I would say, you know, I was tested psychically, I'm 97 to 98% accurate, that's really good, but there's a lot, there's a lot in between those 3%. <laughs> right there's a lot that can happen in between so there is this mystery this divine that ultimately we just have to live out and at some point we do yes we do understand it more even before perhaps crossing over if that's part of the the path i will say though what i find helps when i've worked with people that again have chronic illness or terminal illness or disease or uh, is to be as honest as possible, brutally honest, get it all out there, what you think, what you feel, and be honest about the prognosis or what you're going through. I think at the, that that ultimately helps. Um, it can be uncomfortable for people, but it is also very helpful ultimately to the person that is going through it. And a lot of people can't sugarcoat because it can't, um, they don't want to, that's a projection. They don't want to look at their it's lack of control or uncertainty about life because that is a part of it. The only thing you can do on some level is rest in your center and be in the process. You know, there's things that I've gone through that I thought, God, this is horrible. I can only imagine when somebody living with this situation, you know, it's sometimes I understand it's so uncomfortable, that human condition part of us, it's so painful or so frustrating, or you're being stopped or blocked at every turn, you know, or your body no longer does what it used to do. And that's just, that is, the consciousness accepts everything. It is our lovely ego part of us that has a certain, prefers things a certain way gets used to things a certain way. So, again, if you can, and I found it interesting, too, today we have our guest, 
living a sacred life. Um, I feel like whatever we're going through, whatever you're going through, whatever you're supporting somebody go through, is how can you look at the sacredness of it? Sometimes it's the humor. But how can you look at the sacredness of it or find the sacredness of it or make the sacredness of it? And let that then be the journey. Your path, your process, your pain, your heartbreak, your heart opening. Heartbreaks are heart opening. Your uncertainty. Can you bring that into your life process that somehow it's sacred? Pain is very sacred. Pain is it's humbling and it's very sacred. Lack, limitation is very sacred. Abundance can't be, you know, or prosperity or having a lot of money or having a lot of health. But we tend not to savor. We, we really savor. You savor when you've gone through some painful experiences. We really savor when we are going through something painful or there's uncertainty, it puts us, boom, smack, right into like, you know, like my blog post this month, electrifying into change. It, it awakens us, right? It awakens us to the scariness, to, the, to that, heck, I don't know everything about life. And neither does this teacher or this guru. There's a part, there's a magic and a mystery that I don't understand. But I feel for me when I've gone through a lot, I really, the support, love, support, I really rope it in. I rope it all in, you know, love, support, what's in front of me. But I let myself have all those emotions, right? The uncertainty, the anger, the, the whatever, terror, sadness. But that's the sacred path of the human that's of the earth plane it's a big there's a wonderful book um it's a cosmic consciousness it's by matthew fox ah and it goes into the original blessing and it goes into i find that if you're going through troubling times pima chodron when difficult things happen but also matthew fox um, who was a Catholic priest and Dominican priest. He's founded Creation-Centered Spirituality, which I think now is called Creation Spirituality. Original blessing. It goes into the, the paths of the human unfolding via negativa, via transformativa, no, via negativa, via transformativa, via positiva, and via creativa. All right, I hope that's given some insight and some understanding, and we're going to get to callers right now. Okay. Much love and light, everyone. Tamara's putting it's how we respond to the things that come our way. Yeah, you're right, Tamara. And also to be okay that we sometimes don't respond in a, like a little pithy positive way, <laughs> and that's got to be okay. You know, it, it's it's – we have to allow our response to be what it is on a human level and not censoring. I talked to a friend the other day who was censoring. Censoring, yeah, when you're around people you perhaps don't know or you're at a diplomatic conference, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. But to yourself and to if you're a teacher, a therapist, or, fam, or loved ones, the less censoring, the better. Keep it raw. Keep it raw and open what you're what you're going through you know you might have you don't have to you can have healthy ways of displaying it but sometimes oh well sometimes we scream and shout you know 
let's, let's allow our response to be what it is. Yeah. Called being human. Hello. Welcome. You're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. You're on air. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Yes, you're hello, on air. Michelle. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Hello, Michelle. Hello. Hi, you're Michelle. on air. Yes. Hello. Hi. This is Teresa Palmer. How are you? I'm doing great, Teresa. What's your question? My question is, uh, next Tuesday, I have a pretty important radio interview, and I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if you see that kind of going any place, or is it just kind of a one-time thing that dies? <laughs> um, let's see, important radio interview. Some reason I feel it's start, stop, or patchy. Is it? Is it all? Are you on all the time? No, no. I don't, I, yeah, so I don't necessarily see a consistency there is what I'm hearing. Um, But it seems like it's a start of something. I'm not sure about radio, but it's a start of something. Could be more blogging or something, but I, yeah, but I, yeah. Yeah, it is a one-time half-an-hour interview. Oh, good. Okay. Very but cool. do you see it leading well, let us any know place? How, let us or... know how, I got to get because I went. I went over. I got to get to other callers. But let us know how it goes, okay? Okay. Hello. Okay. Good. Some reason we got. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Yeah, the connection. Oh, I hope that's not on my end. Yeah, it's it's spotty. All right, Teresa, keep us posted, okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello and welcome. You're on Awakenings. Hi, Michelle. It's Mitchie. Um, Hello. First of all, I want to say. I want to say first uh, before my question. You know what? I think you're so amazing. Uh, it's a lack of a better word to say amazing, but I always feel like a wealth of knowledge coming from you, and I feel like I have so much more to learn every time I listen to you. And I'm so grateful to have found you and for the work you do. Oh, thank you so much. That really, oh, that touches my heart. That that was the new intro and outro we have today. <laughs> yeah. I'm cheery-eyed, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so my question to you is, it's kind of two-part, but quick. Um, should I stay with my husband or not? Uh, and, and the thing is, would I be able to help him? Like he needs to, I, I know that's not a spiritual He's not on a spiritual path like I am. We don't both have to be, but he does need to sort right. of awake. I kind of list, he needs to wake up a little bit, but I kind of listened to your uh, readings on YouTube, which for him and for me were so on point pretty much. Ooh, and good. And my, okay. yeah, I mean, and, and my friend, I had to call my friend and tell her, listen, this is for you too. So, um, <laughs> but I was, <laughs> I was wondering should I stay with him? I don't feel fulfilled otherwise, and he doesn't do his part. And is it possible if I do stay to help him wake up? Okay. Well, I love that. Okay. So, no, you can't help him wake up. What you could do is do more of you and get with other people, like-minded individuals. You go more into your path. I do feel he could use some counseling or coaching 
you know, if he's open to that. I mean, you could make that. By the way, everyone, as a relationship counselor, you can make that a requirement. That can be, you know, you have requests and requirements. If, if somebody, yeah. you know, people know this as alcoholism. Somebody says, look, quit the drinking. And if they, you know, do the AA and somebody does the, what is it, the, not a, the Al-Anon or whatever, the, the counterpart to it. So you have that right, same way your spouse does, because you're con- both contributing. It's like if you're in a company, I didn't look at it this way. If you're, if you're in a company and you're taking the money out and spending it, you're the treasurer. Let's say you and your husband or whoever, two, you, two people are in this company. You have to be responsible. So, yeah, but I don't feel you leaving just yet. I don't feel it's, a, it's an answer of leaving or staying. I feel for you it's about getting more into your path and getting more fulfilled just really diving in, and then I do feel that that, that will rub off on him more than, um, let's see, Denise in the chat says, yes, I've done this in my long-time partnership, and some counseling did help a lot. Yeah. yeah. I feel your husband's more in a slump. I feel like he's a bit depressed or unmotivated in life, kind of just, and, and you're kind of like. percent true. Yeah. But that Except has, he won't, you know, he take the steps. <laughs> but you can't make him, you know. Right. right. Years ago, see, what bothers us is where we need to grow. It's what's being mirrored. I mean, years ago, I, I dated somebody that was very grumpy, and some friends of mine were like, oh, God, I can't handle that. And I said, doesn't bother me. I kind of find it funny or interesting that somebody's kind of curmudgeon he was like a Larry David, which I love. I love that because I, I yeah. look at it and I go, God. But you see, if you have this charge on it, it's just pointing to something that you need to work on or look at in your life. Now, if it goes on and you're growing apart, that's a whole different thing. That's organic. And sometimes couples grow apart and come back together. We don't always grow at the same time. You know, that's why, you know, in the in, – in the, in, the Eastern traditions or philosophy. It's called yep. the path of the householder. Yeah, being why, married or being that. in a long-term partnership. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. let's look at yeah. it as spiritual practice. And there's a reason. I'm hearing. I hear that. I'm hearing a lot. What is that? I'm hearing a lot of. I'm I'm in I'm in my closet in my room. So yeah. Okay. I think it was another caller. Okay. Um, anyway, did she call back next week? I got to scoot. I got. I'm going to try to get a couple more in, because then we have our guests. Um, yes. But I'm glad that uh, that you called in and uh, just see what you can do for you, right? And maybe go on my website, soulplayground.life, and I have projection perception uh, in the blog uh, post. There's a post on that, and that can help us see: Am I projecting something? Or am I my little projection, and I'm or I'm perceiving something? That's going to help you know okay. what to bring up or not bring up. Okay. All right. Big hug. Well, thank you so much. Thanks again. You too. You're welcome. Hi. What's Denise saying? Grumpy is not my favorite. Uh, yeah, I kind of find it. Um, I don't know. I find it very funny to some degree. I don't know. It doesn't. Maybe it's also, too, because I taught school, little kid for, you know, um, kindergarten through first grade. And when you are teaching, when you have 30 kids that just have all these 
I don't know. Somehow you kind of just go, go into a little like happy zone or whatever. <laughs> Let's see if we can get one more in here. Wait, see if we have our guest has called in yet. Okay. Let's see. Hello, you're on Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Welcome. Hello. Hi, you're on air. Hi, you can hear me? Oh, hi. It's Kathy yes. again. How are you? Hey, Kathy. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Um, just real quick, I had a, a question. It's so funny that you were talking about health a little bit earlier. I did have a health question. Um, I'm going to be going to the doctor soon, but I've been having, like, weird – I've been feeling very fatigued, a lot of pressure in my head, just a lot of different aches and pains, things that are, like, creeping up and – the fatigue has been happening for a long time, and I've gotten tests and everything, and they keep telling me everything's okay, but I just wanted to see if you saw anything major happening. The first thing, maybe I well, the first thing I got, the first thing I got was thyroid, and I got hormonal. You told me that before. Uh, I did? You told me that I a did? long time or ago, they, and I had, I, oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. Not, no, you it's did. not. The problem is, is when you go to a regular allopathic doctor, they don't register hormonal changes or thyroid changes the same way a naturopath would or a holistic doctor. They they look at um, the symptoms have to be very very extreme. So if you're slight or on the borderline of something, but the, believe me, the borderline can <laughs> symptoms can make you. Um, I think you could probably use a low dose of something, but you could get, there's this online, this I think it's called GTA, that helps with okay. um, thyroid support. Get something for the adrenal. They have something for the adrenal. You could do extra iodine. But I also feel female hormone. I feel like your hormone, it's thyroid for sure, but I feel like, and that's, I feel the headache. I feel there's just an imbalance. I, I feel it's, um, yeah, thyroid hormone. Okay, so you think I should just so try a, to go to a different doctor? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. When we okay. don't get better, we need to go somewhere else because sometimes people are just very limited, you know, on what they on what they know. Okay. But I I absolutely right. feel that. I mean, it was as you were talking that was it was like a neon sign. Yeah. You and you told me that before, yeah. and I had blood tests done, and it came back okay. And I'm like, but my symptoms are getting worse, so it has to be. Something well, know, it's been going I can just tell you from time. working, you know, and, and having been an herbologist, you know, working in this field, allopathic, reg, most regular conventional doctors don't catch things. The tests, what they're looking at in the diagnostics is when you mm-hmm. already perhaps have a disease, <laughs> you know, full-blown something. Okay. So a, a lot of the borderline stuff they don't think is a big deal or they're like, oh, as you age – yeah, you gain a little weight more, your metabolism slows down. Well, maybe, maybe not. That's yeah. still an imbalance. So, yeah, I would say you need to find, you know, you can try some of the things I suggested, but I would still get find a natural, find a different type of um, medical practitioner that is embracing uh, optimal health. See, the, the regular doctors, not all, but a lot, because I have a couple of good medical doctors that um, are holistic. But what happens is, as one of my doctors, Dr. Gruen, explained to me, he's an MD, but he also works holistically, that the tests mm-hmm. that they give people, you know, it's, they're not looking at optimal health. They're looking at disease. 
So when you go to a holistic health practitioner or a holistic-based doctor or naturopath, they're looking at optimal health, similar to a Chinese medical doctor or, you know, acupuncturist. They're looking at healthy, optimal health. They're not saying, you know, most allopathic or regular doctors are looking at, oh, are you sick or you're not? Or you have a disease or you don't have a disease. Well, you may not have a thyroid disease, but you have an imbalance or a sensitivity. You know, so they they don't look at that area. Got it. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michelle. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I just want to let you know real quick, I'm starting my Reiki 1 class on Saturday. <laughs> Yay! So I'm really excited about it. I found the teacher. You said she would be female. Yes, you were right. You were exactly oh, right. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so Enjoy much. Enjoy it. We need more energy workers. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Bye. As Denise is saying in the chat, some practitioners are limited in their truth. Yeah, it's training also because they're trained to look for disease. Not They're trained to look for allergies but not sensitivities. You know, I have a sensitivity to shrimp. My throat doesn't completely close, but it starts closing and I get hives. That's good enough for me. I don't need to wait till it's a full-blown allergy that my whole throat closes. You know what I'm saying? So just a little different perspective. All right, everyone, it's uh, time for our awakening dialogue, our awakening conversation today is with Sean Michael Imler, and he is the author of Living a Sacred Life, The Path to the Superconscious Through Meditation and Spiritual Contact. Now, he's a published author, coach, hypnotherapist, healer. He's also a teacher and a trainer, a, a minister. And he's in Silicon Valley. He also is an accomplished musician. And he's been teaching Living a Sacred Life since 2015, which is a course in meditation, spirit contact, and reimagining the mind. The course has been developed and refined, having taught it numerous times in person and over the Internet. It combines Sean's varied interests in the principles of shamanism or spirit contact, native medicine, meditation, Buddhism, psychology, and science. Uh, it's now become an online course that can be taken at the student's pace. And, of course, it's also a book available um, on Amazon as Living a Sacred Life, The Path to the Superconscious Through Meditation and Spirit Contact. Sounds good. Hello, Sean. Welcome to the program. Hi, Michelle. Hey, great to connect with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. So um, I love what you're doing. I first, because um, you have quite, you know, musician, you have quite a background. So I want to know, first of all, your first awakening, how you got on your own path uh, with these interests, and then what was the awakening that led you to living a sacred life and making that a course, and then, of course, writing the book? Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh, that starts a long time ago. So I'm going to be 50 years old this year, so I'm completing uh, a long time on the planet. Uh, (laughs) And uh, so when I was 17 years old, I had a brief stint of living with my father, who I hadn't lived with for about seven years at that time. My parents Mm -hmm. lived when I was 10. And he was a challenging human being. And... uh, Mm. I needed help, and my mom found 
a therapist for me who was uh, still getting her licensure, and she was working for like a, fam- a family counseling center. And um, she turned me on to Gestalt therapy and meditation. Mm, and okay. I thought this is the this is the greatest thing ever. Her she uh, there were two books that she had me read. Um, one was um, uh, if you meet the Buddha on the road, kill him. And the other okay. was um, uh, it was it was a very popular book back in the eighties. And yeah, I, mean, uh, I remember. Was, yeah, I knew a lot of people that read. What was the other one? Um, the other was one of Scott Peck's books. Uh, it was um, uh, I, I want I want to call it the Road Less Traveled. Yes, um, yes, that was a great book. Yeah, so it it, it just um. It moved me into a different way of being that I hadn't experienced before, and it was like the floodgates opened because it wasn't just I dabbled in it; I just kind of like what? plunged myself into the pool of of spirit, and I started studying esoteric philosophy at the Philosophical Research Society. This was in Los Angeles. Um, I uh, even traveled to England to study over there, and. You know, I, I looked into all kinds of things. Um, I immediately jumped into mm-hmm. astrology and tarot and, um, gosh, yeah, and it just really never stopped. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you kind of got a little so, tickle, a little awakening, a little awakener through your mom, but then there was obviously something within you that it was part of your path, and you just really, it sounds like you immediately had the interest. It sounds like you just dived in. Yeah, I did just I, I did just dive in. It turns out I, I, I do you know, for those astrology people out there, I do have a north node in Pisces. So Oh, um, okay. Kind, yeah. Do you know what house? Yeah. Tenth. What house is it in? Tenth? Tenth house. Oh, so no wonder. You're in okay, destiny house. And you're probably Yeah, so I'm self. doing exactly oh, wow. what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I, and I and I okay. did I did deviate for a while. So I when I went to college, I college right at the time that they installed the first multimedia computer lab, even though I was studying art. And mm-hmm. I went in there and was like, what is this? What's going on here? And I got completely sucked into computers. And I worked in that industry for years and years. And I, I enjoyed it, but it never, it never fulfilled me at all. And that was really the reason, because right. it's just not my destiny, you know. right. I, was just I was I was going through interest. the motions. Yeah, yeah. Right, but interest. I find it interesting I mean, because you do do work online too. So it, it seems yes, like you're in, you're yes. kind of weaving now the the your use of spirituality and helping people um, through their own seek you know spirit connection. You're using yeah. I'm very very comfortable in the right? digital domain. So I I do all my mm-hmm. own computer work. I build my own website. I handle my own video and Zoom casts and, you know, all that stuff. And, and as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, um, just to top that off, uh, you know, I, I lived this life of the singer-songwriter for a long time, and I released a couple of CDs, but I, I did my own production. Oh. So I built, I built my own recording studio, did all of my own engineering, um, was able to record the musicians that wanted to come in and perform with me and, uh, so I did it all myself. So there's there's definitely a a, a technological bent, um, mm-hmm. but it's really it's really more organic than that because when it comes down to it, when I'm working with others, it's about 
mm-hmm. bringing the spirit in them out and doing that mm-hmm. through dialogue and doing that through spirit contact and doing that through guidance. So uh, mm-hmm. although there's the technological part, there's also the very organic one-on-one part that I really love. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, now your music, are you using your music in the work that you do or is that, again, something, you know, an interest or something else, something else that you do? Or is it blended yeah, so with what you're doing? I actually, I actually got certification from the Global Sound Institute in San Francisco to do sound healing. Um, and I, I studied with Tom Kenyon for a number of years. Uh, I studied with Lori okay. Shane Key for a number of years. So I, I, I do definitely incorporate music. And as a matter of fact, I mean, if you really want to get down to it, I, yeah. I'm a singer for Native American ceremonies as well. I'm not Native American. I'm just this white guy. But uh, I have <laughs> always had a deep interest, and I have a lot of people by marriage in my family that are Native American or Mexican Indian. So um, I've been ah. around that my entire life. So so mm-hmm. I, 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 I participate in ceremonies up and down the – West Coast, and I sing with a drum group. We practice every week, and I've been doing that for years. And then on top of that, um, I do um, a monthly chanting sound healing event where I, I, I oh, lay out okay. an altar. I call, I call in the spirits, and I lead people through a guided journey, and then I, I lead them through a chant that I developed from the Lakota language. And so the, the idea is to get everybody into their healed state where they're their vibration is as high as possible, and then to take that energy as a group and send it into the altar where we have mm. written out names of people, places, or situations that we want to bring healing to, and we channel all of that loving, powerful energy into that to make a positive change energetically in the world. So I do a lot oh, of beautiful. music stuff. And, and then, and then yeah. you know, when, I'm, when I'm doing one-on-one healing with my clients, I often bring sound in. I'll either use my voice, I use Tibetan bowls often. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I even get them to use their voice because sometimes it's about unlocking their fifth chakra or expressing themselves mm-hmm. in a way that gets movement of whatever is stuck or whatever pathology is not moving in their body. So I, mm-hmm. I use sound a lot. <laughs> yeah. mm. I love that. Now, um, Sean, how would, uh, just because you're sharing that, I'm sure a lot of listeners are going, oh, that sounds good. So people... Let us know, like, people that, let's say, want to attend, is it open to the public or can they sign up for the, um, the chanting, the monthly chanting? Yes. Um, let's see. So I have an email list, and the way to access that is from bluebearhealing.com. That's okay. bluebearhealing.com. And the event is always posted there. You can get on my email list from there. And um, actually, you know, it's funny, this, uh, the next one is going to be at a different location. I've been, I've been hosting it at a particular location for the last two and a half years, and we are shifting to a larger location. And so um, I'm not going to announce what the old place is. Uh, the new place is going to be the Center for Creative Living in San Jose. And that is a sanctuary and healing space. There are a lot of practitioners that have offices there and they have a large sanctuary which holds about 70 or 80 people or so. And they have Sunday services and they host a number of different events. Um, there's a ecstatic dance going on there. There's uh, taekwondo. Yeah. If you want to study that. 
there's a there's a twirling. Is that from there's Matthew a, a Fox? Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, that's okay. Because he does has had that ecstatic dance thing going on for a very long time. Um, this uh-huh. is something similar, but not associated with Matthew Fox. Okay, okay. I studied with him in England, so I know. And he, I think he's in oh. your area. At the area, some, yeah. um, San Jose or something, uh-huh. North Bay area, yeah. yeah. Berkeley, Oakland area. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it was quite a long time it was in England. So, so now um, I want to get to your book, but first I want to because I love what what you're doing. It's so Piscean, I love it. Um, with all the <laughs> healing energy and sound, I love it. Now, okay, so definitely people, because we have a lot of listeners in that area, um, clients as well that may be listening, but maybe, so bluebearhealing.com, and you have that monthly. It sounds like such a wonderful experience. That's working with the group. Now, how do you work with people individually? What does that look like, and what's the path and process for people to be able to connect with you individually, to either find out more about what you do or uh, work with you? So Blueberry Healing is my healing website where listed I have a number of the different modalities that I use. Um, I do past life regression. I do personal coaching, business coaching, uh, relationship coaching. I do hypnotherapy, NLP, and a whole bunch of derivatives associated with hypnotherapy. And I do a lot of different energetic healing. Uh, One of my main modalities is body talk. Uh, which is a combination of Eastern and Western mm-hmm. medicine combined with psychotherapy and a number of other energetic uh, techniques. So I roll that all into one protocol, essentially, and sit with somebody to really determine what direction we need to go in because sometimes people are very verbal, sometimes they're very kinesthetic. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of tools at my disposal and can go in just about any direction and work on any level of people. So um, you know, being a minister and having been trained to deal with grief and counseling, um, I am not one of the energetic people that doesn't mind going deep with somebody into what is happening emotionally with them and helping them to rise out of it. So that because I, I do believe that um, I look at things vibrationally when we're fitting in or stewing in fear, guilt, shame. Our vibration mm. is low and. Often people yeah, just don't really know or sure. remember what it feels like to have a high vibrational residency with their mm. creative self, with the, the, the spark of life that's within them. So I really yeah. do what I can to remind them of how that spark is alive in them and that that lower vibrational experience that they're having does not need to color their experience. There's another way to go. So, um, mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I love going there with people, so I'm, I'm, I'm not intimidated at all. Um, on top of that, mm-hmm. all that work, I do shamanic work, and uh, it's uh, it's a little challenging because I find that people that need to do shamanic work, uh, some of the deeper work like uh, entity removal or uh, mm-hmm. a depossession of some sort or a curse unraveling, uh, those people, by the time they find a shamanic practitioner, are down and out. So they're it's hard. That's a hard walk to have sometimes. So I do that work, but I really try to teach other people how to do that work for themselves um, mm, so that okay. they don't get to the point that their vibration is so low that they take on an entity or they take on a, a lower vibrational thought form that consumes their lives. So many people 
um, I find are kind of are walking on the precipice of something. And if they only understood that there are tools available to them that they can use if they're able to step into ritualistic behavior that doesn't feed into negative or lower vibrational habits. Yeah. So if you can That's if you can right. push away the smoking, if you can push away the 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 the, the mood that often succumbs us, if you can push away the alcohol mm-hmm. and redirect mm-hmm. your habit and your ritual towards something like lighting a candle, toward praying, toward not mm-hmm. listening to the thoughts that are going on and cycling in your head, um, start to raise your vibration enough that you can start to call on your angelic assistant or your spirit guide mm-hmm. and then call in the creative force to also support you to raise your vibration so that you don't fall into the trap and have to hit bottom. Now, mm-hmm. some people, granted, it may be in their karma or it may be in their uh, natal chart that they are going to hit bottom for some reason, but I don't necessarily believe that it needs to be that way. Me there too. are other ways yeah. to deal with our if karma. You're getting the way, if you're getting the wake up, if you're getting the messages, my perception mm-hmm. is a lot of times it's, it's not part of the path if you're getting the, the – yeah. Because some people just don't get the messages, you know. Yeah. That's a very interesting – And some people, I do believe, are influenced by forces outside of their control. And, yeah. And they need, they need another person to help them. And those, that was kind of what I was talking about. Like, it's those people that mm, – Yeah. They can be hard to help because they have something else that's driving the bus. Yes, yes. Very so, true. So part of, part of my work is to help people with that type of experience. So I do the shamanic work, um, and hopefully I can help people before they hit bottom. Once they hit bottom, mm-hmm. it's, almost, it's, almost, it's really hard to help them out. They need to go through a much longer process than is going to be available just by one practitioner, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be like a support group um, and, and mm-hmm. some gifted therapist somewhere who knows how to manage uh, helping people reclaim their lives. Yeah, that's true. It's a different. So now let's talk a bit. Um, I'd love to. Your book, Living a Sacred Life, The Path to the Superconscious Through Meditation and Spirit Contact. Um, if you can just tell us what, you know, your motivation, what brought you to this um, subject. And then a little bit about the book as well. All right. I don't think that I ever really had an intention to teach. Um, it okay. just kind of dropped in my lap. I, I, I can't even really tell you how it happened, except that uh, I was doing a class with uh, one of my teachers, and she invited me to do her teacher training program. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do that. I never really wanted to be a teacher. Um, but then my spirit guides kind of kicked me in the butt and said, yeah, you need to do this. And that's why she asked. So you just say yes and shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I, I went and did it. And uh, it was a two-year program. And um, kind of in the middle of the program, I started kind of getting a glimmer of what program I would want to put together. And the funny thing was <clears throat> I – I don't teach her work and she taught a lot of other people how to teach her work and I could go forward and do that, but it wasn't, didn't feel like what I was supposed to be doing. And the reason for that is, is, so this is all based in shamanism. Um, Mm -hmm. I 
I'm, I'm, I love meditation. I have to be absolutely honest with you. It, it saved my life when I really needed it. And I, I meditate for an hour a day. I just, I believe it's the cat's meow, the, you know, uh, sliced bread. It is it's everything. And I think if more people had um, a, a quieting practice, I think the world would just be a completely mm. different place. And so I, I feel very compelled to teach people meditation. And once I stepped into those shoes, it was like the ball started rolling, and I, I didn't even need to push it. It, it just mm-hmm. feels like it comes very naturally from me. I think it may have partly been because I was trained as a hypnotherapist, and I found that I was really good at guiding people into a state of relaxation and deep trance. Um, I expression with Dolores Cannon when she was still alive, and I got really hooked on it. I realized that I loved interviewing people, which is essentially what the process of path life regression is. You're finding, you're helping somebody guide them through an experience that they had or are having currently and asking just the right questions in just the right way to maintain their deep state of trance and to get information and healing for them that they could not get in any other way. And I, I like, I love this. I love this so much. And so when I, did the shamanic training, I realized that meditation was such an important part of how people train yes. their mind to be in a particular state to actually do spirit contact, and that many people were struggling in different classes and groups that I'd been in where they had been studying shamanic techniques or neo-shamanic techniques, and it was a, it was a brain state that needed to be acquired. And so what I did was I married the meditation aspect with some of the techniques that I feel are the most powerful and most important for getting somebody into an altered state that takes them to the place where they can do the spirit contact. And I started to develop the course based on that. And then what filtered in was, well, why does this work? What, what does science know about why this works? I was really curious because I don't like taking things at face value. I, I like to mm-hmm. know what, what, what makes the clock work. How do you take apart the gears and put them back together and get it to work again? And so science has a lot of that. I realize that from different philosophical traditions, there's a lot of faith involved, and that is another ingredient. So, so empirical evidence and faith merged together are the way that I try to explain what is going on with somebody's mind for those that care, because not everybody does. Some people are just like, you know, the car runs, I put gas in it, I change the oil, I'm good. And then some of us are like, well, if that breaks down, I need to know how to fix it. And my dad was a mechanic, so I have that as a natural inclination for me to fix my own cars. So I, I want to know what's going on underneath the hood, but I also know that if the car mm-hmm. doesn't run, then what, knowing what's beneath the hood is, doesn't amount to a hill of beans. So I combined all of those things into a course and started teaching it. And I amassed so much information, and I was recording the classes as I was teaching them, and I realized there's the potential for a book here. And, you know, the funny thing about being on this path of a a healer and hypnotherapist and a coach and a teacher and all that is you actually do need to do things to put yourself or propel yourself out into the public. If you don't, you will remain the best kept secret under the rock on the hill that nobody knows about. So I realized that I, I needed to get something out into the world. And I already liked doing that because I'd put out two musical CDs, my, my, my desire is just to get whatever it is that is emerging inside of me, which I believe is that creative force of the universe that I talk about in my book, that needs to get out 
and it, and it, and it, I, I, me as the vehicle, I could get in the way of it, or I could just allow it to flow. And I know from my own personal experience that if I don't play music, I get really depressed. If I don't meditate, I get really depressed. So that means that I'm basically turning the spigot off. If I keep the spigot open, life is great. And I think just about mm-hmm. everybody is like that. Once you know what your dream is, when you open that spigot, anything could happen, and you will be prepared for it, good or bad. But you have to have that spigot open. Otherwise, we're just closed vessels, and we're not supposed to be that way. Um, God or the creative force did not design us to be closed off. It designed us to be wide open. Um, and mm-hmm. often it's just our childhood experiences that give us beliefs otherwise. So I put the course together, and then I realized that, um, that I wanted to write a book about it too. And what I did really was transcribe my teaching. Uh, just to sit down and write for me doesn't flow as easily as me just speaking because um, I speak faster than I can type. So I get <laughs> caught up in my words when I'm typing, but when I'm just speaking, it flows effortlessly. So I recorded you know, a good 12 or 15 hours of teaching, and then I transcribed them. And then once I had that and I was organizing them based on how my classes were structured, I basically just started allowing spirit to type through me and started filling in places where the information that I delivered in my classes wasn't complete or I felt like I could have taken it to another level. And then once I had all of that written out, I realized that it was actually more than a book. <laughs> it, was, it was more like four <laughs> volumes. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with all this information? This is like an encyclopedia. So that's why I decided to create the online course. And it was definitely at the urging of one of my friends as well. My friend Carla was like, what, what, <laughs> you have too much here. And you need to actually get this out there in the world so that you're actually teaching to more people than just who are connected to you locally. Get this out into the world. You, you have all the skills technologically to build the website. And so I did. I, I, I took the, a subset of all my writings. I created the book, Living a Sacred Life, put that on Amazon, and then I took the rest of it, recorded all of it, uh, it very clearly me speaking, uh, added uh, video um, and some of my meditations and things and created a complete online course out of it as well, which basically takes the book. It's kind of like the book on steroids. It just takes everything to a much deeper level, and you can practice at your own time, and everything's pre-recorded, and all of the journeys and meditations that I've created are also online, so you can listen to them. Uh, you, you can get them from the book, too. If you just go to livingasacredlife.com, uh, you can get uh, access to the meditations and journeys that I talk about in the book. But then there's a whole other set of journeys and meditations associated with the online course that, uh, yeah, just takes it to another level. Mm. We've got Tamara in the chat is saying, I love what Sean is about. He's a great example of living a soul-expressed life. <laughs> I agree. Thank you. Yeah. That's what more people want to do now. I mean, and it's about getting out of their own way to do that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, when I was still working in tech, um, I, I, this happened back in 2010. I was working for a really big Internet company. I'd been there for a lot of years. And one day, completely out of the blue, I got what I call the package. My boss came in and said, you know, for this long and we want to replace you with another uh, 
of this other skill set instead of your skill set because we're falling behind on our projects and blah blah blah. And and I remember sitting, <laughs> I remember sitting across from him, <laughs> and part of me was going like, "How could you not have warned me about this? Like this is so absolute." Right. And the other part of me is going, "Hallelujah, Hallelujah." <laughs> He gave me a three-month cobra wow. for a year, and I thought, you know what? I, and it was funny too because I literally I had job offers within a half an hour, and wow. there were other internet companies looking for me, and and I I turned them all down. I was like, you know, I'm done. This is not it. I I know that I'm not fulfilling my soul's journey here. But the funny thing is, I I thought I was going to go into music full time. I you know I had two CDs mm-hmm. out. I've been studying with this jazz teacher. And I'd been doing a lot of songwriting, and and I thought that was the direction I was supposed to go in, and so I kind of stumbled around for a couple of years doing that. But in the interim, um, I had very clear signs from the universe that I needed to be studying very specific healing modalities, and I already had an interest in that. You know, I had been studying shamanism for years and been working with meditation and all these other things. I just didn't really ever think I was going to be a healer. It was not on my radar at all. And yeah, well, welcome to I, the... But <laughs> that's when you know universe, it's really spirit-led. Do you know? Yeah, because that's yeah. how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no... It was, so I basically just answered the call. And I have to say, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't make nearly the money that I used to make, um, at least mm-hmm. not at this point. But right. my, my level of fulfillment is so high. It was funny, too, because I was listening to somebody um, who was kind of grumpy and talking about um, how fulfillment was kind of like this, I don't know, kind of a pie-in-the-sky thing, like we're never really supposed to be fulfilled, blah, blah, blah. And I, mm. I thought, gosh, if you only knew how wrong that is. It's just, it, is, it really is just wrong. We, yeah. we can be fulfilled. And, and fulfillment, I think people... Um, I think they, they possibly color fulfillment with this idea of success, and that means that you get everything that you want. And it's not, it's not yeah. about that at all. True. Fulfillment is, yeah. is like an, it's like an inner filling of light within you that tells you that no matter what you do, you are always cradled in the arms of creation, yeah. that something, yeah, something is always loving you. And your job is simply to let that love through you to everything else and mm-hmm. that is truly what fulfillment is it has nothing to do with the Porsche it has nothing to do with the house it has everything to do with your expression of love and when you send mm-hmm. that out into the world it sends it back to you and you create this symbiotic relationship with everything around you whether it's the animals around you the plants around you the sky the clouds and the people it's, it's that truly and if people only if they only got it. And so I feel, yeah. I feel like my mission is like, I'm going to help you get it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. People need more. Yeah, because it's, and it, I agree with you. It's like no matter what's happening, you can have that fulfillment. It's not based on good or bad or happy or sad. You know, it's just, it's, it's there. Amazing gift. Oh, Sean Michael. Okay, now how can um, people can get in touch with you at bluebearhealing.com? Is that the best? Um, email, uh, yeah. a website yep. and email is on there. Yeah, so uh, my, my email address is sean at bluebearhealing.com. And bluebearhealing.com is where my healing practice is stationed. 
um, I, I'm kind of a, I'm a bit of a chameleon. So I have livingsacredlife.com, which is the website for my online course and my book. And then I also have seanmichaelcoaching.com, which oh, okay. is, um, it, that is still, that's a, a site that I'm still um, building out. But the idea behind that is, um, so I am an International Coaching Federation certified coach. And um, okay. I'm trained in, onto- in ontology, which is really the study of being. So I start there and look at how somebody is being and how that is reflecting in their actions. And that can be mm. a study for somebody in their relationship. It can be a study for their business life, their career, um, their sexuality, their spirituality, whatever it is. The, it, everything is rooted in our beingness. And if there's anything getting in the way of you being the person that you can potentially be, it's going to affect everything that you do, all of your actions. So um, mm-hmm. I am still building out that site. Um, I, I want to get it going. So SeanMichaelCoaching.com uh, will eventually have a, a lot of testimonies and a lot more uh, discussion about ontology. Um, and that is kind of the the clean veneer website so that I could actually help people in corporate life. Because having been there myself, I know a lot of the challenges that come from being in business life, especially here in Silicon Valley, and how you can make it rewarding or it can be something that just drags you from day to day as you're working 50 hours a week. And so I essentially want to take... (laughs) I want to take meditation and, and this type of uh, way of beingness and the study of ontology into corporate life. So I'm, I'm building up that website to be uh, a little bit different than my healing website, which um, it's on the woo-woo scale. It's probably, you know, pretty high up there. So I wanted to have something that was mm-hmm. a little less woo-woo. This will let people know I can talk and work within any framework. That's the chameleon side of me. So if you can go into um, a discussion about deep esoteric thought and spirituality, we can go there. If you just want to stay on the surface of things and just really look at who you are as a person in your day-to-day interactions with people and understand what might be preventing you from excelling in your life, we can go there too. And, And I'm perfectly comfortable in either environment. So that's why I have a couple different websites. Uh, which is kind okay. of crazy. And, oh, I want to throw something else out Perfect. there. Perfect. Interesting. To you too. Um, I, I didn't oh, okay, mention Okay, real quick because we're, we're winding out. What, okay. Go ahead. So uh, as a musician, I also have music that I developed. This is called Neural Ambient. It's um, on my website, neuralambient.com, and that is meditation music that is binaural feedback-driven meditation music that's more like soundscape to help you go deep into meditation easily and quickly. And so all of that music wow. also filters into Great. my living a sacred Now, Sean, to make it easy, is there, is there a link on bluebearhealing.com for those binaural beats? Because people are so into that. Maybe you could put a page up with a link or link to your other stuff that you're doing. Yeah, there, there is um, on bluebearhealing.com. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. Sean, this has been amazing having you on. Thanks for being here and come back anytime you'd like to share. You were just such a gift um, to all of us. So thanks for being on the program. Thank you so much, Michelle. Have a great day. You as well. Take good care.
All right, everyone, our guest today for Awakenings Dialogue was Sean Michael Emler, and you can find out more information by going to bluebearhealing.com. And we were diving in a bit to his book, Living a Sacred Life, The Path to the Superconscious Through Meditation and Spirit Contact. And again, the email or the uh, his email is, um, I believe, Sean at bluebearhealing.com. But you can find out more information, email address, and if you want to find out about his um, monthly chanting as well as his um, binaural beats music, you can go to bluebearhealing.com. Wow, what a great program. It's so great to connect with all of you here, as always. Um, we're here every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, and the first half of the program we do readings, and I answer email questions, do some talks, some channeling, uh, answer listener calls, do readings as well. So um, come back. If you didn't get a reading, uh, your, your question answered, come back next week. I will be here, and as always, Continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.